This is episode 82 for Tuesday, January 17th, 2017, brought to you today from Fort Worth, Texas. Today we are having our brewery spotlight featuring Hot Fusion Ale Works. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Travis, and together with Chris, Eddie, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Each week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. And welcome back, guys. Hey. Hey. We have kind of a very special episode today. And it's special because I am here. <laughs> sure it is. And we also have Sawyer is next to me. Hey. How are you doing? I'm really great. Especially now that I have a beer in my hand. Absolutely. Uh, as do I. We'll talk more about that later, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Chris is here. Hello. Hello. How are you, Travis? Doing well. I didn't end up having a brew day this past weekend like I talked about. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I just decided to go to the movies instead. and <laughs> kind Fair of trade. <laughs> Take the day to myself. Was it an even trade? It will. <laughs> Folks at home will get that joke in um, about 30 minutes. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, it was nice. So I still have a lot of brewing to do like we talked about last episode. Yeah, I haven't brewed either. And just got to do it this weekend. Iron Mash beer is still sitting in secondary. <laughs> oh, well, you have this week off. Yeah, so. I, I need to do that this week. But anyway, well. See if that actually happens. I still need to brew too. I did start crashing my Munich Dunkel though. I turned the temp down on that today. Nice. So uh, it's going to crash and start lagering and hopefully go in the keg in about three months. <laughs> we'll see. Cool. Step by step. Day by day. These three things I pray. Anyway. Love me, Lord. I like Lord. beer. Yeah. Me too. Yes, and as do you, the listener, if you're listening to us, because we are a beer-centered podcast. If you don't like beer, you're probably not going to be too interested in what we're talking about, <laughs> but you are, so we say thank you to that. Yep. And if you do enjoy it, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and uh, every time a new episode comes out, it'll be pushed right to your device, and you can listen to it anytime you want. Bored at work? Pull up Bruce Styles. Word. Kids are driving you crazy? Pull up Bruce Styles. And tell your friends about it, too. Yeah, that would that would be fantastic. Yeah. Share it on Facebook. Uh, I know Sawyer's been spending some time on our Facebook as of late. Finally, uh, posting all of our our episodes up there. So you know, go ahead and, and reshare those. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Retweet our tweets on our episodes that we post on that. Get if, the word out. If you're looking for something funny to listen to, listen to uh, the uh, wow. What was the game that we played? Power Hour. Power Hour, yeah. 
<laughs> Look up the Power Hour episode. That was definitely entertaining. Yeah, I enjoyed that more than I probably should have. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, you know, we're not setting good example as far as responsible drinking when you're doing that, but... Hey, none of us drove no, until we were no, sober. Yeah. yeah. At the same so time, it was, it was, it was we were, fun. It was challenging. We didn't die, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we didn't. Mike, but... <laughs> yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't doing too well to you know that one, but anyway. No. Mike, who wasn't on a mic. Right. All right, well, what are we talking about today? Hop Fusion. Hop Fusion. Travis, you know the guy that, that started this place. Do you know anything about how this place started up and the story behind it and any of that? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you my story in a bit, but they do have a, a little handout that's on every table. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and read that. kind of gives a little bit of history about it. And again, they are Hot Fusion Ale Works in uh, near Southside, Fort Worth, so very close to downtown. And it says, who the heck are we? We're Macy Moore and Matt Hill, homebrewers turned entrepreneurs. Creativity is at the heart of everything we do at Hot Fusion Ale Works. We are excited by innovation and art. We decided to fuse these concepts into our brewery, creating great craft brews and a unique gallery for the arts. We firmly believe that craft brew is an experience, not just a beer. It's about community and friends, and we feel that providing a forum for the arts at the brewery brings that experience alive. We both began our award-winning craft brew journey as home brewers, with over a decade of experience between us. Macy developed a passion for the art of light-bodied ales, while Matt's passion tends towards the darker-bodied ales and barley wines. In a nutshell, Hot Fusion Ale Works is about good friends, fantastic art, enjoying the ride of life, preferably on a bicycle, and great craft beer. Enjoy the ride with us at our hand-built tap room designed specifically with the passion of the brew in mind. I do have to say this place is pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The, it's, um, it's cool. The, uh, for lack of a better word, graffiti style artwork on the walls. Yeah. Uh, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, graffiti. It's not graffiti, though, because they let it happen. Or did in the themselves. graffiti style, yes, right, in the yeah. graffiti style, in the style of Steve. a Belgian Trappist. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that that's pretty cool. And then I think we talked about the um, the stage area last week, mm-hmm. um, which if you come in this place, it's it's pretty awesome. You can see the stage area that uh, Macy painted by hand, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's got their logo on the wall, and it's yeah. Yeah. you know it goes from floor to ceiling, so it's fairly yeah. large. It's pretty painted sweet. on cinder block. Which painting on center block is difficult anyway, but mm-hmm. um, we've got concrete floors, huge garage doors uh, that are open when it's nice out. It's a little chilly today, having a cold front come through Texas finally. Yeah. <laughs> so the doors are closed. Um, Lots of wood paneling. Yes, wood. Well, I'm plank wood. I wouldn't call it wood paneling. Is yeah. it rustic? I would say so, yes. It's kind of rustic. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Anyway, really cool place. Good ambiance. Uh, you probably hear some music going on in the background. It's not too loud, though. Some places you go to, the music's really loud, and it's really hard to have a conversation. But Yeah, speaking of music, uh, if you're around here March 11th, uh, around 7 to 8 o'clock, you'll hear my band, Housebone. Oh, yeah. Oh. We have uh, officially set up a date to play here, so we're really looking forward to it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's tremendous. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we decided to start out with... Uh, I'm a Rex now. Uh, okay. That's his band's slogan, Housebone. I'm a Rex now. You get it? 
Never mind. You'll I'll get say it that later. off the air. Later. Right. You'll be driving anyway. So we um, decided to start out with the full pour of uh, you know a beer of our choice, and then we're going to get into the flights. When we came here last week for last week last weekend for Travis's birthday, they only had flights of four, and then we had the the secret beer. Uh, but now they have many more things on tap, so hopefully we'll get to all of them today. Yep, they got eight things on tap today, and uh, we should be able to get through all of them. And also, hopefully, we'll be able to get one of the uh, co-owners on later, uh, Macy Moore. He's one of my friends, and I saw him in the back, so we'll try to pull him over eventually and, and give him the run the run through on what their history is, which uh, I met Macy several years ago. I was a part of the uh, bike culture when I lived in Fort Worth, hmm. um, as far as bicycle, not motorcycle. Oh, you weren't not a biker motorbike. guy? No, yeah. but I was a bicyclist, and uh, we had a group that would meet every Sunday night. Is it called the Night Riders? Yes, <laughs> Night Riders. <laughs> I remember that on yeah. Facebook. And we would uh, we'd basically just ride as a group and then hit up two bars, uh, and then go home. So it was, it was nice. You felt safe because you had a big group. Uh, we'd ride in the streets, which is legal. But uh, we'd also follow the, the laws of the road. Mm. And, yeah, you just kind of go to a bar, have a beer or two, and then go to the next one, and uh, that's the night. And so I met Macy through that. And then I also found out that he was a part of our, our homebrew club, Cap and Hair. And so then he was kind of just a, a familiar face that I started talking to a lot. And uh, one night we were drinking, and he told me about his, his grand plan that eventually can open up a brewery. At the time, he was volunteering at Martin House, um, another one just down the road and he did a lot of the uh, the painting and artwork in there really heavily involved with their volunteer oh, program okay. when they that opened cool. up uh, I think he learned a lot from them got some ideas you know what he wants to do what he didn't want to do and then uh, he met his partner Matt and they were doing the same kind of thing just sitting around drinking saying you know what let's freaking do it let's open up a brewery and so they went through the whole process and it uh, it's been a long time coming I know they went through a lot of construction delays and, you know, things with the city and, and licensing that you just, you don't know about until you are face-to-face with it or things you don't plan for. Yeah. Um, but then, lo and behold, last, I guess it was two months ago, November, around Thanksgiving, they opened their doors to the public first time, uh, and that's that. Hmm. So they, I think they sold their first keg last summer. So they've been on tap handles for at least six months, just at different local bars. Right. But as far as the actual tap room being open, uh, like it is now, six days a week, that didn't happen until recently. So I remember the first time I had one of the hot fusion beers is actually the one I'm drinking right now, and that was at TMP, which is uh, across the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially, basically walking distance. Yeah, we'll end up there later. So probably so. <laughs> After our cabin here meeting, this is going to be a long night for us. Yeah, I know, and I have an early day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know this is a little off topic, but it has to do with this. I love that when you walk in here and you look towards the back, all of their brewing equipment is lit up by blue and purple and pink lights. Have y'all noticed that yet? Yeah. Isn't yes. that cool? I'd love to come to work at a place that's lit up like that. This place reminds me a lot of Upslope I've, in Colorado. Oh, that's why I've never been there. Just the, the way that the room looks and feels and yeah. the lights and everything. It reminds me a lot of that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. So, Travis, why don't you tell us what you're drinking right now? I'm drinking the Even Trade. Okay. Which uh, it's one of their 
IPAs, right? Yeah, it's a mosaic based IPA. Okay. Cool. We will, uh, we're gonna do up. we're gonna do two flights yeah. and try everything. So we'll go into more specifics on what what they are, what we taste, and uh, yeah. do it later. Sawyer, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the fur slipper. That sounded really country. Fur. <laughs> the fur slipper. Yeah, the fur slipper. Slipper. That was that was the uh, <laughs> that was the secret coffee beer that we had last weekend, right? Right. Wow. Now it's out no. out and about. Yeah, it's out out and about. No, that was a different one. Okay. Um, now this is their Imperial Milk Stout, and it's a whopping eight point six percent. I don't taste any alcohol or get any warmth at all. Yeah, it's well, we'll talk about that fantastic. Later I am drinking the hairpin, which is their rye pale ale. Hey, you have a pin in your hair. Pretty. No. Dang. No. I tried. Yep. But uh, Hot Fusion, you can find them online. <laughs> they have Facebook. They've got Instagram on there. I They're know, everywhere. I follow them on Twitter. Yeah, are they everywhere? Uh, their official website is hotfusionaleworks.com. And we are either going to come back with uh, Macy to do an interview or we're going to come back with our first flight of beers. So uh, All right. stay tuned. And we are joined now by the co-owner and co-founder of Hot Fusion Aleworks. This is Macy Moore. Let's give him a welcome. <laughs> hey, Macy, thanks for joining us. How you doing? All right. How y'all doing? I'm pretty good. Good. Doing great. We're glad to be here. Um, still has kind of that new brewery smell to it. And all the all the fresh That's wood caustic. paneling. Okay. <laughs> is that like a new car smell? That's a new tank smell. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Mm. The smell of fresh stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fresh caustic. <laughs> yeah. The uh, This is the second time we've been here. First time we came was just last week. And uh, I remember the first time we walked in, just kind of taking in the atmosphere, just everything about it, the music, the lights, the, the appearance, the feel. That was really something that stood out to us compared to other brews we've been with or been to in the past. Sure. Um, how did that come about? Was that something that y'all wanted from the beginning? We want something different. We want something that just feels comfortable. We just totally lucked into it. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was completely by design. We, uh, we, we kind of looked around. You know, we had the luxury of being able to see what was out there. Uh, a lot of good friends have a lot of good breweries. Uh, we also went up to uh, Colorado and spent a lot of time up there. Cool. Looked at a lot of breweries, big and small, uh, kind of what they offered. And really what you see here, it's, it's very unique maybe to, to Fort Worth. A lot of people come in and go, wow, this is really, really unique. But if you travel around the country, um, particularly in some big craft brew cities, it's really not that unique. Uh, meaning that you know it's a large tap room uh, it's welcoming you can see the brew house from the tap room uh, we put lights back on the tap room to make it the full experience yeah um, and and that was really from the very first time that Matt and I talked about the brewery was one of the things that we talked about was uh, wanting you know we were like we can open up a brewery we can have really good beer but it's all about the experience around the beer that matters. It's not just the beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and truly, from the that was from our very first meeting. And every decision that we've made from that point has been based on that rule of the experience matters. We'll spend money. We'll spend time. Uh, we'll put a lot of effort into making the experience around the beer uh, match what the beer should be. 
Absolutely, yeah, Ken. Yeah. In reading your about us section on the on the placard on the table, that was one thing that we definitely picked up that it's all about community and the experience yep. more than just the beer itself. That's correct. Uh, you yeah. talked about your first meeting with Matt. Just kind of tell us what yeah. that was like and then <laughs> where it's gone since then. Yeah, it was a really, really, really cold night. Uh, it was about 28 degrees. We were on a <laughs> night ride uh, with the night riders about a quarter mile north of here at Malone's uh, Malone's Pub, mm-hmm. sitting at the end of the bar. Uh, Matt and I were just talking. We had, we had worked together uh, at Collective. We had been, of course, in the Cap and Hair we were in Night Riders together. Uh, we both brewed, of course. We both, um, until that night, I didn't really know if he wanted to open up a brewery. Uh, until that night, I didn't really know if I wanted to open up a brewery. <laughs> but we were sitting there talking about it, and, and I asked him, you know, do you ever think about opening up a brewery? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I think about it all the time. And and that's kind of where we first started. We, we talked about the experience, a lot of, actually some things in here right now, we talked about that very first night. Wow. Wow. Um, and we continued talking about it uh, for about another month or two, exchanging ideas, what we thought about this, what we thought about that, what we'd do different. Um, worked, of course, through through the LLC and choosing a name, which was incredibly difficult. <laughs> Way difficult. That was had probably one st- of the hardest things. How'd you st- settle on Hot Fusion? It was, um, I, I would be a lie if I just said, oh, we'll call it Hot Fusion. Um, <laughs> that would be a complete lie. We went through, I bet, 200 names. Wow. And everything that, that we were thinking of, that we wanted, um, was either extremely close to either restaurants or existing breweries. We didn't want you know, th- that to, to be an issue down the road. Or we think of names that were already beer names. That was an issue. So um, we kind of landed on Hot Fusion because we were, we, we were talking it out. We were talking like, well, what is this thing that we're going to build? What is this thing that we're going to do? And, and why are we going to do it? And, and we wanted to, to take all these things that we really love, like bicycles and beer and art mm-hmm. and metalwork and like all this stuff that we love doing, and we wanted to fuse it together into the brewery. And so we just kept talking about fusing it, fusing it into the brewery, fusing these things together. And, and so we started playing with the word fusion, and it was like, well, hop beer. So hop fusion totally made sense to us. Um, and, and to me, that word means a lot to me because of that fusion part, because it's not, to us, it's really truly not just about the beer. It's about everything. So, Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. Was there a moment in that process where it really became real for you? Where you realized, okay, we're not just talking about it now. This is going to happen. Uh, maybe last week. <laughs> maybe like like on New Year's, I think it was, because we were like, oh man, it's twenty, you know, twenty seventeen now. We're still here. Uh, maybe that was when it was actually going to be real. I, there were points along the road, you know, like like when we got the building, or we actually when we finished our LLC and we were, you know, quote unquote legal. Um, as as an actual thing, uh, when we got T-shirts, I mean, there was points all along the road where it was like, wow, this this could be a real deal. But you know, it's no kidding. Like, really, until last week, they didn't that kind of sunk in. Like, oh wow, we actually have done this. So, wow, yeah. that's cool. That's really awesome. So, how much of this had to do with how much you hated your day job before? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that seems to be a running theme with everybody that we talk to. Well, I hated my job, so I decided to open a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> me, 
<laughs> I, uh, I worked 22 years in corporate prior to this, so I sat at a desk for 22 years. That'll drive you to drink for sure. Uh, uh-huh. I, although I didn't leave that job. I got laid off. Oh, really? Yeah, I got wow. laid off uh, March 2015. Uh, it was my first full day of working in the brewery. It was March 16th. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually leave that job to, to start this. Although we were already working on this uh, prior to me getting laid off, it was already a thing. It was already, you know, at the time the brewery was actually in my dining room. Uh, it was my dining room was full of glassware and T-shirts and stickers <laughs> and and everything else. So, uh, yeah, that was that was tough. Although you know, nobody knew that it was us at that time. Uh, because of Blue Bonnet, and uh, Matt and I were both had both entered in Blue Bonnet, um, which of course was you know later in March. Mm-hmm. So we we didn't tell any. We had launched the brewery and we had a social presence and people were talking about it, uh, but we had never said that actually it was us, uh, even all the way through Blue Bonnet, uh, because we didn't want that to be an issue of you know. Uh, it's interesting. Like if you let's say you win. Well, you know, of course you won. You're opening up a brewery because of how that matters. Uh, and if you lose, it's like, well, how are you? <laughs> yeah, how are you a brewery? You suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you suck. So, so we didn't tell anyone for a, for a while, I guess until April of 2015, that we started telling people that it was actually, actually mad at myself. So any of these beers you have on tap right now, were they a blue bonnet? They were. Wow. Can you tell us which ones? No. <laughs> Man. The mystery goes on. Because he doesn't want us to know if you won or lost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that in the process of making it what it is today, you ran into a lot of speed bumps and barricades and brick walls. Trials and tribulations. Yeah. Incredible. And there are some things that you just completely didn't expect off the wall. Just give us a few examples of what those things were. There were no less than eight points during the building of all of this. Where within a within a week or two weeks, it totally wasn't going to happen. Wow! At least eight points. Where that far into the process? Oh, absolutely! Wow! Yeah, there were there were problems, issues that would come up, um, uh, completely unexpected, uh, that would have killed the entire deal uh, almost all the way through. Wow, that's big. Yeah. You, you can't really grasp uh, what it takes. Not just you know, obviously it takes a lot of money. It took it took everything that we have. Um, it took you know a lot of investments. Uh, we have wonderful investors that that believed in us and and gave us money and are here to support us all the time. It took an incredible amount of friends. It took a, it took a heck of a lot of family. Uh, great spouses. Great spouses understanding <laughs> that you know. Here we are, seven days a week. Uh, but there were other things. There were things with the city. Uh, there was there was obviously TABC and, and federal uh, licensing permits. Uh, those hurdles, those issues to try to get through. It took ten months just to get our alcohol uh, permits completed, both through the the city, uh, the county, the city, the state, federal. Wow. Um, and you can't start that process until you actually have a commercial address. So that's 10 months of paying in a lease, no matter what, anyway. Jeez. Took us, uh, took us about eight months just to get all of our stainless in, uh, which you're paying for up front. 
Um, a lot of issues with the city on, on building code. Uh, there was one point uh, where the city said that our building was too close to the building behind us by two feet. <laughs> oh, my God. So that would be a deal killer for sure. Can't move the building. Can't move the building. Well, I thought about it. <laughs> Tear down, build a new one. Hmm. <laughs> they, had, they had actually measured it incorrectly, but that was one of the points where it took three days to resolve that issue. And for those three days, we were not going to have a bird. Wow, oh um, there were there were quite a few of those those times where, you know, a good effort, but not going to happen. Wow. wow, that's crazy. Well, enough doom and gloom. Yeah, you're open now. Yeah, the place this is, is awesome. Hopping. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, uh, you know, it still it still amazes me every day. Actually, every day, <laughs> every day today, today I I don't know where everybody comes from. <laughs> It, it just it truly amazes me like every day we open we open up and uh and people people come and i don't it, it, it it's really really cool to, to to see that happen there's days uh, on the weekends where we're not even open yet and they're i'll look across the parking lot and see groups of people walking over to walk in the door and it just blows me away every single time I'm like wow that is so cool people that, love their beer yeah, it's really neat. It's <laughs> that really, speaks really a lot cool. to you know the the community and the culture that you're building here. Um, not only just within the brewery, but in, in Fort Worth itself. Yeah, um, and it says a lot for for you guys. And oh, you know, thank you. Thank what you put together here. It's really. Uh, I think it's really really cool. I would say it's a dream. Um, that's too easy to say. It's a dream, though. You know, because it's it, reality now. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's it's more work than I ever considered that it might be. Uh, it is it's incredibly satisfying uh, to kind of look around um, and, and see everything that we've done, everything we've built. Just to see people having a good time. Uh, I see dates happening here. We've had a proposal in here already. Wow! Um, <laughs> Give me a drink. Play- you might see another one. <laughs> <laughs> people playing cards and having fun, and it's it's like wow, you know. We built this place, and it's they're drinking our beer, and it's, it's yeah. that's a really really cool thing to be able to be a part of. It's Absolutely. really neat. It is really cool. All right, so now the tough question. Good. Yep. Out of all the beers on tap, which one's your favorite? Mm. It's like, <laughs> which is your favorite child? <laughs> the but next one. That's fair. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, you know, the one I drink, I think, all the time. It's probably hairpin. Uh, we we designed that beer uh, to drink all the time, actually, for yeah. us. Uh, we wanted a beer that uh, was pretty light in alcohol. It's one of our lightest uh, beers that we make, uh, but we wanted it to appear. We worked a lot on color. We brewed that beer thirty times just to get the color right. Hmm. Uh, never never went beyond the kettle. Right in the kettle, pour it out. Do it all over again. Uh, 30 times to get the color and the color we wanted it so that if you're sitting at a bar you could have that beer in front of you it's really light alcohol but it looks like a really big beer we wanted it to look like a big double IPA and a big strong powerful beer and have some of those those notes from a big powerful beer you know it's it's hoppy but it's still balanced it's got a lot to it uh, but it actually be really light in alcohol Uh, so I would say of all the beer that I drink here, that's that's probably the most. You know, right now I'm drinking a an Amped Fusion because it's got cold brew coffee in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're looking forward to that one. 
Yeah. Uh, today is the first day that they have eight beers on tap in the tap room, so we're mm-hmm. really excited to go through all of those. And we didn't know that when we yeah oh. when we talked about coming here. So we just saw it on Facebook. It's a nice right? treat. Kind of yeah. Added bonus. <laughs> we have uh, we have two more beers. One's one's in the uh, one's in the fermenter right now. Another one off. Uh, called Orange Blossom Special. It's a it's a wit uh, made with literally with oranges, orange zest, and uh, the honey that we use on the blonde. Okay. The other one uh, is going in the going in the fermenter. We're brewing it tomorrow morning. It's another take. It's called Even Trade uh, Equinox. It's a uh, even Trade is a series that we started with. One of those, Mosaic, is on right now. It's a continuous hop IPA. Uh, all of them are going to finish out right around 7% and 70 IBU. Uh, tomorrow we're doing the Equinox version of that. Fantastic. Very cool. Amazing. So, just out of curiosity, when will that one, when will that one be ready? Two weeks. Two weeks. You might. Will you have it in March? <laughs> Definitely. Cool. I've got a tune my, with my band we'll play here called Equinox. Really? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Cross promotion. All right. Yeah, March 11th. So yeah. we're keeping back a, a keg of everything. Uh, on all the even trades, we're keeping, obviously, we're keeping kegs of those back. Uh, at some point, I believe we were just talking about it just a minute ago, whether that would be five or ten uh, Equinox series, and then we'll have like a vertical night where we put them all on. Uh, and so you can taste wow. them side by side. That'd be awesome. To come to that for sure. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm down. Definitely. Well, Macy, we appreciate you sitting yeah. down to chat with us for a little bit. And Absolutely. Definitely thanks for inviting us in. Cool. Right on. Yeah. I, I got to go, uh, go do settlement work. Got to go, gotta go <laughs> clean tanks. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just drink your beer. So. Yeah. There's an even trade. Right on. Cheers, guys. Thank Cheers. you. All right, we are back, and we have our first flight of the evening, and um, we're kind of going light to dark here. We didn't want to get all the heavy IPAs and heavy stouts mixed in, so we're going to start with the Feisty Blonde. It's yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I'll read their little blurb they have here on it. Uh, It's a honey vanilla, wow, I can't talk already. It's a honey vanilla blonde ale. This bronze golden ale combines deeply aromatic orange blossom honey with a touch of pure Mexican vanilla. Oh, Eddie's not here for this. Dang it. <laughs> and raw brown sugar to round out its smooth finish. That's <laughs> Brewed with four grains and two varieties of hops for balance, but unpasteurized and unfiltered to allow the natural essence of the citrus blossom to shine. Oh. All right. And of course, I've already had my two cores lights worth. Right. It's pretty clear. A little yep. hazy towards the top of the glass. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yellow gold but, color. By the way, I guess we should mention that uh, <laughs> we have a friend joining us. He yes. happened to walk into the bar uh, while we were sitting here recording. I just sat down at their empty mic. <laughs> Fair enough. How's it going, Craig? I'm good. My name's Craig Gilberth. <laughs> Since they're not going to introduce me. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> Dark yellow, orangish color. A lot Surprising of the, aroma. Yeah. yeah. I Just can't. by looking at it, I didn't expect it, but... What did it say? Vanilla and honey. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of the honey. Yeah, me too. Both of those flavors really come through. Craig, have you had this one yet? Yeah, I had this over at TMP. Oh, okay. 
It was very soon after they started uh, the distribution of that. Okay. You know, we had this the other night. Yeah. I like it more now. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things going on in the flavor. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of, like, sweet floral notes. Mm. Um, the honey definitely comes through. Um, also, some perfumey notes, like uh, decorative soap. Yeah. The orange citrus is uh, is there, but uh, probably say the, the vanilla and like floral perfume notes are probably yes. the strongest. Yeah, vanilla is pretty strong in the flavor. Yeah, from what I remember, it's very perfumey. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you like vanilla, <laughs> and if you like honey, then this is going to be right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, and you know the blonde style is perfect to showcase mm-hmm. those lighter flavors. And you could say vanilla is not a light flavor, but more delicate flavors. Right. Mm-hmm. Honey yeah. usually doesn't come through very well, uh, but in this one for sure, lots of honey. Yeah, so looking past those additives on uh, onto the base beer, you do have just a very like nice light yeah. grain, grainy based, uh, almost biscuity, nice blonde base beer to, to stack all these other flavors on it's uh it, it is very flavorful yeah so if you're coming in looking for just like a a bud light or something a stock blonde then, even fireman's number four yeah even something like that <laughs> then this is going to be uh shockingly different right i like pears light <laughs> i'm sure you do sawyer yep i'm sure it's exactly what they expected it to be you know, when you put things like honey and vanilla in a blonde, you're going to get a lot of those flavors. I like beer. <laughs> beer. So, all right. Anything else on this one? We have a lot of beers to get through, so no. this might kind of sound like a speed round, but... I have palatability rating. <laughs> Since the flavors are so prevalent, I'd probably give this one a five or a six on the poundability scale. So, poundability, Craig, is... If you if you had to pound it, how easily could you? So it's nothing oh. to do with how like tasty it is or how much you like it or dislike it. But if you had to pound it, how fast would it go down? Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. This, a, a this ten would be water, and one would be um, like ten fifty. This <laughs> started with with the um, the fest beer episode because the whole reason they created fest beer instead of the Oktoberfest right. was to make it more poundable. Right, and those are the words that it says in the BJCB guidelines. Yeah. It's, it's more poundable. <laughs> it's like, poundable. Well, like they wrote that, okay. And so we decided, hey, let's give everything a poundability rating. Yeah. Who are we to argue with the experts at BJCB? There right? you go. Uh huh. So that's how we kind of compare all the beers: how easy they are to drink and how easy they are to pound. So I would give this one about a five or a six. I think I'm right just there because with you. it's the flavors are so strong. Yeah, I'm gonna say seven. Wow, I like this better this time. I'm sorry, more. Kind of grows on you. English is hard. <laughs> Actually, you know, if, if you take bigger sips of it, the flavors aren't as strong. Yeah. So it, it's really kind of the old factory it's like thing. Kind of the aftertaste. When you sniff it while drinking it, that's when it kind of slows you down. Yeah. I was expecting to be like. <coughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's move Moving on to right the next on. one. The next one is one of the uh, the new releases tonight that um, was just added on and from what I found online it's the Feisty Redhead the first one I had was the Feisty Blonde and the Feisty Redhead is the Honey Vanilla Blonde which you just had but this one is aged on hibiscus and cherry interesting so we should get some similar elements but 
I mean, as we've discovered before in our homebrew, hibiscus adds a lot. And uh, oh, those are some big old cherries. Obviously, cherries. It sounds like we have a birthday. In Somebody's birthday today. Hope it's. I hope Steve is that older man and not the little girl. Yeah, not little five-year-old blonde <laughs> running around. <laughs> the little girl. So feisty blonde. Steve. Wait, it's a little girl's birthday? Uh, I think it's Steve. You have a baby. <laughs> and a boy. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, I can definitely see the uh, the hibiscus. Because remember that hibiscus blonde that we did? It was this color. Like, maybe two cups worth of hibis- hibiscus tea. Oh my gosh, it's pink. <laughs> and it turned it pink, yes. That's my girlfriend. About two cups of hibiscus tea into a five-gallon batch of blonde changed it to this. Yeah. That's how deep it was. Absolutely. I've done a hibiscus vison before, and okay. Okay. it came out looking like yeah. Kool-Aid. <laughs> I have yeah. Very good. Have y'all uh, smelled it yet? Not yet. Yes. Okay. So I this ha- one's edging on reddish orange. Pink. To, to <laughs> pink if you hold it to the different lights. Now, If you I- hold it to the pink light in the back, then... Yeah, it's pink. I'm not about to bash Hop Fusion because I really like their beer so far. Yeah. But have you ever smelt a hair dryer after use? <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. It kind of smells like burnt hair. Interesting. I actually agree. Burnt protein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting aroma. I, I'm not getting a whole lot of the, the hibiscus or... Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I, I kind of like it. It's not quite what I expected there. This reminds me of all the nights that my mom was getting ready to go out to dinner with my dad on date night, <laughs> and we'd have a babysitter and order pot, uh, Pizza Hut. The hibiscus is really prominent on the on the palate, though. Oh, yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. I think that maybe the sweetness adds uh, body to it. Ooh, the finish is really sweet. I like this. It's amazing how much the uh, the hibiscus and cherries have completely taken over the original elements of like vanilla and perfume, right. because those are, they're still there, but they're way wow. in the background. It doesn't taste like burnt hair. No, no don't no, ask me how I know. This is great. <laughs> this beer tastes fantastic. I like this. You know what? It kind of reminds me of mustard. Oh my god! In a way. I like mustard. Sawyer, stop talking. <laughs> what? French's or like Grey Poupon? Uh, Heinz. Pardon Heinz. me, sir. Do you have any it's Grey yellow. Poupon? <laughs> Heinz makes ketchup, man. They, they make mustard now, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> really good. Is that the I like pie one? Yeah. Oh, I like pie. I'm not really getting the cherry until way, way on the back end. And the finish finish? Yeah. Oh, those are some big old cherries. <laughs> and that's Friday. Yeah. We got drops for everything. It's awesome. Nice. After a year and a half. Soundboard. Yeah. I have about eight different laughs as yeah. drops. Uh-huh. Oh, geez. We don't need to go through all those right now. You know, out of the two, <laughs> I like this one. Yeah, I like this one better than the original. Which is surprising because you think of adding all of those really strong flavors, they all kind of balance each other out. Well, when you, so go you don't in- have one thing that's really punching through. Yeah. Seems you, like the, the, the flavor really develops over the entire palate also, front to yeah, back. Yeah, and, absolutely. Know, lingers. Mm-hmm. And you never go into it expecting to like the sequel. Sequel. Except in 1980 when Empire came out. And yeah. Anyway. What was that Christmas sequel of Star Wars where Chewbacca got married or something? <laughs> Life Day. Yeah, oh, the one man. that nobody talks about. Yeah. Sorry, I broke 78. Uh, <laughs> holiday special. Holiday special. 
You can find one grainy copy on uh, YouTube, and that's the only one that exists. Says the man with the Millennium Falcon on his microphone. (laughs) I watched it in shock. That's a Millennium Falcon micro machines, by the way. Micro machines. Can you speak as fast as that man? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Poundability, I guess, for this one. I think it's going to be a little higher uh, than the last one. Even with the... even with the prevalent. new yes, since it's more well balanced between all those flavors, I'm going to put this at a six. More well balanced. More well balanced. Okay. <laughs> better, more well. There you go. Balanced more better. So higher being. I raised a point six. Okay. I'm going to stay where I was. Uh, seven. Yeah, I'll stay about seven because I said six or seven last time. It's a, a firm seven for me on this one. You said five or six. Did I? Yes. Oh well. Okay. Well, I'll go to seven on this one. <laughs> Craig, would you give to uh, venture accountability for this yeah. one? Accountability, I don't know. The, the, the flavors are more complex. Uh, it's kind of tart. I uh, think that lends to a little less poundability. Maybe a maybe a five. Mm. It is a little tart. Yeah, I didn't really pick that up, but yeah, yeah. Now you say that it is a little tart. Bit tart cherries. Yeah. it's got to be what it is. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that one. Mm. Cool. All right. Well. Uh, what are we doing next? Uh, Sawyer, tell us about the next one. It's the hairpin. Oh, and don't mind if I this do. This is my favorite. Hairpin, which is a rye pale ale. We finely tuned three grains, added a copious amount of hop throughout the boil, and then balanced it with rye to create this one-of-a-kind ale. Some may call it an IPA, a pale ale, or maybe even a variation of an Irish red. We really don't care for labels. We know it nails the dry, crisp taste and depth we were looking for. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're welcome. So this You're is welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was drunk. That one had to be cut really late in a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the one that uh, Macy was talking about that they, they brewed by color. Yes. Is that like painting by their, color? It's their FUBU beer. Yeah, they, they wanted us it bias. They wanted it to look like bigger and heavier and you know, whatever than it really was. But still be sessionable. Right. Yeah. So it's their lowest alcohol beer, but it looks like it's not. Anyway, so he said they went through several iterations of it before they got the color exactly right. So it's a sleeper beer. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. You should hear the horn on my car. Oh god. So it's very clear. Yes. Uh, Brilliantly clear. It's like orange, amberish, according to this light. I have, I'm not looking at the same light Travis is looking at. Almost yeah. copper. The hot fusion light is yeah. fairly neutral. Small carbonation. I would agree with copper. Definitely get the uh, hops and the aroma. I don't know if anybody picks up any rye, though. Yeah, yeah that's always one of those things that's kind of... A supportive role because yeah. you know it yeah. comes across like a spicy bread mm-hmm. in the flavor. Sometimes you get the aroma, but anytime you have uh, more hop prevalent well, beer, you yeah. know it's like when we were planning to do the Riverside Shootout the last time around, and we were doing a beer to guard mm-hmm. with rye. I mean, we or had right, some rye river. So yeah, called that one. Rye river. We had some. <laughs> we tried. We tasted some beers that had a lot of rye in it. That was really a problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting this a whole lot of the spicy notes, though. I'm getting more of the hops. I'm, I'm, I'm tasting the rye. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely there. 
Hmm. I don't you know, know if it's as prominent as some rye beers that I've had, yeah. but uh, no, it's it's definitely in there. I would absolutely I agree the, with that. I get the breadiness, for sure. Yeah. Hot bitterness cuts through. Yeah, it's uh, pretty most bitter. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Would you call it more bitter than a normal pale ale? See, I feel like the hop bitterness compounded with the rye spiciness would lend to that. So even even if it's not higher on the IBU scale, those two things put together uh, would be perceived as that. But see, I don't think this is more bitter than the Carbach Weekend Warrior. No. I drink that one a lot, and it's pretty bitter, and they still call it a pale ale. See, I had one of those yesterday. I think that one's slightly out of style, though. It's, I it's think a it is. a little too, too hot. According to BJCP, obviously, Fred would be oh, the right. first one to point to us, point out to us that brewers don't care about BJCP. That's right. Yeah. But it's also an Anheuser-Busch beer, so what do you expect? Uh, what, is it brewed the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it is a little more bitter than what I would expect from a pale ale, but yeah. it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely drinkable. I love this beer. Yeah. This is what I started with when I came in. This is not what I started with. <laughs> no, it's not. This would be an absolute phenomenal beer when you come in from mowing the yard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, that being said, I'd put my poundability around an eight. I would have pounded the crap out of it. Yes, I would. Actually, I'll do it right now. I think I'll do an eight also. I can agree with eight. Absolutely. See, I'm not a huge hoppy beer guy. I do like hoppy beers, but not as What's much as you guys. <laughs> I like Imperial Blondes. Um, you like your Imperial Blonde. I do like my Imperial Blonde. That you brewed once. That's what she said. <laughs> Actually, I've brewed it three times now, but that's okay. But it's never as good as the first one. No, it'll never be. Like I said, nobody likes the sequel. I, I'll stay at seven. <laughs> I'll stay at seven. All right. Well, we got one more in this flight. Yeah, the last one is also a new one, so it's not on the card. Oh. Uh, i got to refer to the picture I pulled up on Facebook. Okay. This one is called the Ichabod there you go. Canuck. Not, Can- what? Not like a Ichabod Canuck. Canuck? Not, Can- not, not what I said before. It was the Ichibod Connect 4. I was way off. Is that Thanks, Hasbro? So this is a new one. I don't know anything about it. Uh, but well, what it I says know it's online, Ichabod because it has a picture of the headless horseman on the tap handle. So it's got to be Ichabod. Come on, man. Everybody knows who Ichabod is. As, as do I. And I've even been to Canada, so I've, I've seen Canucks before. He's only, he's only Ichabod after he runs through some poison ivy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so... This one is described as a strong Scott ale with Ooh. maple syrup. Ooh. So it is from Canada, eh? Apparently so. Uh, hazy. Not as clear, yeah. Dark orange, almost. I'd say deep copper, maybe. Yeah, a copper to brown, light brown. Mm. I'm going to say amber. Mm. Ooh, the aroma is Off interesting. white carbonation. Ooh, I like the aroma. It's got some citrus notes. It's got some caramel on the aroma. Yeah, I picked up the caramel for sure. I'm not sure about maple syrup, though. 
Maybe just a sweetness. Well, it smells syrupy. What is syrupy aroma? Like syrupy sweet? You can smell a mouthfeel thing? Sure. I have a question. (laughs) Is Feisty Redhead untapped? I don't know. Today is the uh, world premiere. Probably not. Okay, so I'm going to add that real quick. Of that one and of this one. And the only other people here are um, five-year-old girls named Steve. (laughs) So they probably don't have untapped yet. (laughs) They just left. Birthday and run. Man. Anyway, so I'm picking up the, the caramely aspects for sure. Maybe if you stretch a little bit and think about peat moss. I get a hint of, of smoke. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to come out and say it. No, but I, I do. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can get that from your kettle caramelization if they, if they did that. Because yeah. Scottish beers historically have a little bit of peated character. But they don't have to. No, they don't. But it's from the water source. It's not from smoked peat. Yes. If it's there, it should be from the water source. Yes. Not from an addition. To yeah. I, had a, I had a very at length conversation with somebody in our class about. Uh, who is that? Charles? I've had beers deemed in competition, Scotch I, ales, for not having enough peat flavor to them or smoked peat flavor. And well, the guidelines we, specifically say it does not have to have right. that sure. flavor. Right. Somebody wasn't reading their guidelines. I, I think <laughs> I think Charles is a, a silent owner of Hop Fusion. Is he? Actually, now that I said that. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember, I remember that you had that conversation. He showed up the next week with, like, a packet printed out to give me, telling me how much Pete was not in a style. And then it, he went on to talk about whiskey. And I'm like, I'm not even talking about... It's beer, man. Whiskey. I'm talking about... You read the guidelines. It says a peated character can't be present, but it should be due from the water source yes. because the water in Scotland is from a stream yes. which had peated moss in it. It's rotting sheep in the peat moss. Yes. And it says very specifically, like, from smoke, the water source. Smoked malt is inappropriate. I even said period. something about it in the class, yeah. and he shot me down real quick, and I didn't want to argue with him in front of everybody, but I knew I was right. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Nor is this beer. No. That, uh, it's, it's kind of thick, so it doesn't pound really well, but it's a very good drinker. Actually, this, the, the peated character comes out a lot more in the flavor. Yeah. Like, it's pretty strong, and I'm okay with it. I wouldn't call it a strong, peated, smoky character. It's, it's there, but it also disappears fairly quickly. Which is not what I'm used to with smoked beer. So, if they did well, add some, peated is not smoked. Those are two different things. You're thinking of smoked peat. That's not peated. Peated is like a boggy it's a, taste. It's a plant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very, very. The, the earthy two things are plant. different. A lot of people will try to get a smoked character in a beer or a peated character by adding smoked peat malt to their beer, and that's not in okay. style. But peat is different than smoke and I'm getting a very strong peat like I said I'm okay with it though I saw my first Pete. blue bonnet last this past year <laughs> was he cute anyway I you know is anybody picking up uh, maple syrup in the flavor 
Not really, and that's a really delicate flavor also. It's hard to really carry that through the final product. You'd think it'd ferment out. A lot of times it does. Yeah. I don't taste it. You almost have to like gelatin your beer and then add some uh, added it, added some packaging malt. Uh, so, yeah, some yeah. maple to it. Hmm. Kind of a back sweetening. Hoping it doesn't turn out too sweet. Back Which this sweetness. one's pretty sweet. It is, but not overly so. No, it's it's a little sweeter than I thought it would be, but it's it's fine. I like it. I'm a huge fan of Scottish beers. If you haven't been able to figure that sure, out, sure, yeah. <laughs> I think I could use a little more like caramelization from Gosh. it. So whether you, you know, pull off a decoction and and run that through well, a few times, or decoction's not a Scottish thing; it's a German thing. Well, or, well no, what am I thinking of? The uh, kettle caramelization is where you pull, pull off, off a gallon and then caramelize it burn it down yeah reduce it by about half okay you and then stir that in. stuff it'll turn to caramel that, that happens during, during your boil decoctions during the mash okay so Look anyway the brains on chris and now you know the like i said I'm, I'm, a star I'm a fan of scottish beers all right so poundability on this one this is probably gonna be my lowest of the night really because of the sweetness and the peated character. It's got a good body to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely the thickest body we've had so far. I don't think it's the thickest that they have. No. Because we haven't gotten into the, the heavy beers yet. Yeah. So this is probably going to be a 4, 4.5. Wow. Oh, me. now you're going to points. Print. I'm going to say 5. I felt like the hibiscus beer had more body. Just because of the residual sweetness, that's just my interpretation of the two. Um, the hibiscus was sweeter. This one is smoother, and I really like the pita character. So I'm going to say my poundability on this one's going to be a seven. Wow, man. Nah, I think I'm going to give this one a four. It's, it's got quite a bit more body to me. Hmm. See, this is what I like about this. Everybody yeah. has a different opinion. There's the first four. Yep. The, uh, the last four are... Quite interesting. Bigger, heavier. Yeah. Darker. Thick. So what's next? And we're Bach. Bach. <laughs> Actually, no. Um, and since I asked the question, what's next, then I will answer the question. We were moving on to I'm the glad even you trade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to the even trade, and that was one that Macy mentioned earlier when we chatted with him. Yeah, they're doing a whole series of them. Yeah, so basically what they do is they can get a, a lot of hops from whatever their, their source is, but maybe it's not necessarily the, the strain that they want. So right. if they get a whole crap load of you know, Centennial hops and they want Mosaic, then they'll do an even trade with another brewery rather than have to set up a new contract with, with another hop distributor. And so that's what they've decided this series is going to be, even trade. So uh, the first one, they did an even trade with somebody. They didn't, they didn't name who, but they gave something for Mosaic Hops in return. And so they brewed this first one, which is a uh, American IPA. Uh, I assume single hopped with Mosaic, which is one of my most favoritest hops ever. And but it's also the most polarizing. Not for me. It is super clear for an IPA, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is very clear. A uh, nice golden... Golden Light color. golden color. Superbly clear. Yeah. Clear. Light carbonation. 
Yeah, I can see Craig through it. Mm. <laughs> All of our listeners know exactly how I feel about Mosaic yes. Hops. And you love them. We know Chris does not like Mosaic Hops. It smells like body odor. And I love Mosaic Hops because it smells like body odor. <laughs> you like body odor? I smell the same thing. And I'm okay with that. I like so, that. It's as, rich. It's dank. As everybody knows, we started this podcast to get Travis and I certified BJCP judges. And if I were to sit down to judge this beer and it listed Mosaic Cops, I would give it pretty a pretty good score. Because that's one of the things that we talked about in our class. And, you know, Craig was in the class with us, so he could right. vouch for this. Is When you go into a judge a beer... You have to kind of remove your personal feelings about whether you like it or not. Sure. Does it fit the style? This beer fits the style. Okay? It's very mosaic. It's it's clear. It's an IPA. The color's appropriate. The, the carbonation, the mouthfeel, everything is appropriate. Don't really like it, but I would score it high. I love it. Love it. You know, ever since you told me that you don't like mosaic hops... I like them. <laughs> Oppositional Thanks, defiance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like I, I get it. For all the reasons you're saying you don't like them, I do. It, it's like sweaty, body but odor, th- rich, dank, like almost like gross, uh, like marijuana, <laughs> that that thick, that, that acrid. Oh, really? But, marijuana? Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Pot Styles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no... But you know what, though? It's different, and I like it. Not a lot of people do it. Well, it's not different from any other Mosaic IPA. Well, yeah, because this one is Cause like... it's all Mosaic. This is hops. Uh, sorry. Yeah. This just reminds me of the Ranger game. Every time I go to the Ranger game, I drink a Mosaic IPA. For a community. By, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I was about to say, the only, like one, the, only, the only other one that I know of around here is community. Yeah, feel you free. Know? Can, you know, keep drinking, because I'm not going to... I'm helping him with his hated <laughs> beer. Wah, wah, I've got it's a wah. good beer if I were to judge it. It is. No, no, it is. I it just is. I'm not a fan of Mosaic, which is why I'm really looking forward to the series because he was talking about having different hops for each one of the yes. even trades. And you know, like he said in the, the interview, next. Mm-hmm. yeah, and like he said in the interview, they're going to hold a keg back and they're going to do, you know, a flight of, of even trades. And I'm really looking forward to that. Good thing it's not called Mosaic even trade. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know, I'm doing a, I've done one so far, but I have a series of homebrews that I'm planning on doing you know, to go with my Star Wars theme that I name all of my beers. It's Hop Solo, and it's all a, a single hopped IPA. The first one I did turned out pretty well. Hop so I'm, Solo. Ah. Single. Ah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how the rest of that goes. But I have a feeling Hello. that it's kind of the same thing that they're doing, you know, experimenting out with a lot of different hop strains when i was in college i first started experimenting (laughs) see and you're speaking to a guy that has 10 gallons of single hop mosaic beer on tap at my house right now yeah i could i did a smash beer with mosaic for a pale ale (laughs) and then i did a a double ipa with all mosaic on top of that left and right taps there you go i have no complaints Side by side, but yeah, I, I think anyway, to each their own. That's the kind of thing. So we've we've kind of beat the mosaic to death. This is it's, der- it's strictly mosaic. If you like mosaic hops, get this beer. It's delicious. It is very. I not, do like. It mosaic. is very mosaic. Not delicious with an L, but delicious with an R. Yes. I don't know what's wrong with you, Chris. 
That's what I I'm just saying, right? Don't like mosaic. So, what's your poundability? Five poundability rating. <laughs> that one actually goes down really well. I think it's a. Uh, it's about an eight. Okay. I go with. Uh, I go with a seven. Poundability a ten. Really? No. I just wanted to say it because I've never said it before. Oh. Pundability a 10. But <laughs> I will have to say that this is an 8. Right on. This is pretty good. Should I give a poundability based on what a mosaic beer should be? Or you, can't, no? you can't rate on regurgitation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to say give 5. Give your personal preference. 5. Okay. I'll be, I'll be right in the middle. It's a safe bet. I'm sure it's a fantastic beer. Fabuloso! Just not a, a huge mosaic fan. All right. So, uh, what's next? So we go from the light IPA to the dark IPA. So, the next three beers are dark. Yeah, read us up on that one. So, the Steam Pipe is the Black Rye IPA. We can't say enough about the peppery, spicy profile rye offers to any well-crafted microbrew. It's black. We took it up a notch and added a generous portion of rye and dark roasted barley to complement <laughs> the citrus backbone of the Amarillo hop. The result, steam pipe, wonderfully complex with deep pepper, citrus, and dark roasted notes. This is one to be enjoyed sitting on a patio with friends just after sunset. As it turns out, we wrote this doing just that. I'm Chris. Fantastic. All right. Thank so you for that. Dark Rye IPA. It is definitely dark. Um, I get some... Mine's pretty golden. Very... That's not oh, the right... Wrong, wrong beer. Crap. Wrong beer. Sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. Some, uh, some dark... Uh, like copper highlights. I get some ruby colors, actually. Well, I'm not getting ruby. I'm getting some dark copper. Well, if you look at the bottom... Uh, there's, a, there's a little garnet highlight there. Yeah. Um, that's pushing bottom black porter almost stout in, yeah. in darkness. Oh, yeah. Smells fantastic. I'm sure this is a steam pipe. This so, doesn't taste like steam pipe. It's This tastes like a stout. Very coffee porter-ish. Do we have multiple stouts on this flight? I don't know. An American stout's going to be very hoppy also, so... I don't get hops. Oh, there's I hops get, in there. I get, oh, no, I know there are. Oh, I'm just this, this I'm getting coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of coffee. But yeah, I mean, you got well, dark roasted grain. That's probably from the roasted grain, yeah. I know exactly which... I just tasted all of them. I know exactly which one the last one is. Exactly. These two, the second and the third one, taste very similar. So, I, it could be... It's not very IPA-ish. It's light on the hops for an IPA. Oh, no, 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 no. The number two and number three are very different. The mouthfeel itself should tell you enough. <laughs> mouthfeel. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, we're on the right one. Sorry. <laughs> they just look all the same. It's hard It's hard to figure out which one we're drinking, but okay. Fit profiling. Yeah. Thanks, How dare Sawyer. you question me? Anyway, I am, I am a Dungeons so and Dragons level three BJCP Grandmaster geek. Not. I'm actually level 
recognized. Level one still, technically. <laughs> like it's a movie. Recognized, all my, really? All, all my points haven't come through yet. Yeah, uh, once the points go through, then I've we'll be earned, certified. I've earned more than five, but they haven't been. Yeah, so I'm certified. Oh, <laughs> 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 we're over here with our Craig. <laughs> anyway. Just because I've got more uh, recorded points than you guys. Yeah. Hey, once y'all probably the, killed me on the exams. Once all the cap and hair stuff goes through at the end of the end of last year, once they process it, then we'll both be certified. That's yeah. Mikey B's problem. Yeah, exactly. talk to Mikey B about. Come on, that. Mikey yeah. B. <laughs> it's Jeez. 2017 already. I mean, come on, Mikey B needs to be. It's real. like we're living in 2016. Who else is gonna die? Like a building. Anyway, so no idea where this conversation's going. <laughs> Thank you. Rye IPA. <laughs> it's That's a rye our, This is our off-topic bell, by the way. Oh. Yeah, we should put that more in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the hops do come through in the flavor, uh, but there's also a fair bit of roasted grain also. Which, so you can understand my confusion. Sure. There's but a then lot. upon tasting the next beer... Not I wonder when they add the roasted grain. Uh, perhaps if they add it at the very end of the mash, yeah. just to get the color, that might bring more of the IPA profile out. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. I read that in the uh, in Gordon Strong's book, Modern Homebrew Recipes. Yeah, that he he says that all the time. If you do a, a dark beer, he adds his dark grains at Vorloff. Yeah, and so kind of adds them. Which you did it on your sports circulates. Beer. Yeah, and it worked out great. And, and I'm a uh, I'm a. It I'm was a, black and light. Which is strange. I have an announcement. <laughs> I like this beer. No, well, I do like this beer. <laughs> but I'm drunk. Yes, I am drunk. God. Say like, what? I'm drunk. He's a lightweight. <laughs> it takes me two Coors Lights. And I'm gone. I wouldn't say gone. And I started with a first slipper. <laughs> anyway, so. You'd think after a year and a half of podcast recordings, once a week, every week, that he would build up some sort of tolerance. You'd no. think, but even the wild turkey, one shot and I'm gone. No. This this next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. There's I a could, fair amount of roasted character. I in could there use is. more of the hop character. Yes. I could yeah. too. Yeah. If you call it like a, a black rye IPA, then yes, I want. I want the hops to be first and foremost. I want the the roasted grains to be, you know, balanced. But yeah. I don't want them to overtake any kind of hop character or intensity that there there may be. Right. Agreed. Now, see, this makes me want to brew my black IPA again. That's the first, actually, mm-hmm. the only beer that I've ever hop bursted. Make sure you dry hop that with mosaic. And yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> And then steep with mosaic, and then tea bag with mosaic. (laughs) (laughs) Smell Eddie's tea bag. (laughs) Anyway, you're welcome. So, (laughs) there's a new one for you, Travis. So the uh, the hot bursting technique worked out really well for me for that beer. Uh, I've never used it again. I don't know why. I think maybe my next IPA I'll try hot bursting again. But so, like on a sixty-minute boil, what's your bursting schedule on that? Uh, the last like 10, 15 minutes, you just throw 15, all your hops in. Ten, five, zero, oh, okay. plus ten. 
Yeah, it's it's like an ounce per. So an ounce at 15, an ounce at 10, an ounce at 5, an ounce at flame out, an ounce at, you know, dry hop. So you're paying a lot more for hops as a whole, but... But it's all up front yeah. flavor, strong, and it really and cuts there. through. It yeah. really cuts through the dark grain. Because the bitterness level you can get from dark grain anyway. You can get that hop astringency or yeah. you can get the grain astringency. But when you hop burst, the flavors really cut through the dark roast, which I'm kind of missing a little bit on this one. And it did say rye, that. didn't it? Yes. Yeah, so the, the spiciness is kind of... Look, it could be helping, it could be hurting. I don't know. Do you want to ride me a river or what? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a good beer. I like it. I don't know what to call it an IPA, though. Yeah. It's a little roasty. I'd say, you know, dial back the roasty content and bring out more of the uh, of the hop for sure. And, yeah. You know, and then, well, the, then the rye can shine through. You know, Macy said that we could tell him if we need to make changes to this. <laughs> Who am I to tell a brewer to change his beer? Truth. Especially when you're drunk. Come on, Sawyer. This is true. This is truth. All right. Yeah, no. Pondability? No. Six and a half. Six. Maybe a little. Yeah, I'm saying five on that one. Roasty, hoppy. Yeah. In order to avoid a six, 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 I'm going to also say five. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Treading in dangerous territory there. Well, you know, la- All right. at our last recording, I did have a six, six, six on untapped. Oh. So we had to check into another beer just to make that go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next one. Who's going to tell you about this one? I can talk about it. Can you? Yes. What's your favorite? First oh, slipper. The first slipper. Yes, I can definitely talk about <laughs> this one. All right. This is the Imperial Milk Stout. Uh, can you it, read? No, I'm looking at the sign up there. It, it rings in at 8.6 ABP. Savor the moment as the raging hop character engages the Imperial. <laughs> That was the end of sentence, not a cutoff. Lagunitas. Continue, sir. All right. I will continue at this time. Uh, this is the Imperial Milk Stout. The biggest question we get is, seriously, how can this be 9%? Silky smooth with notes of roasted hazelnut, dark chocolate, and toffee. Our first slipper is a fusion of the traditional milk stout with the rich tones of a Russian Imperial. We use a mash tun busting combination of eight grains with Magnum and East Kent Goldings hops to balance the additional milk sugars. The first time we brewed it, we sat in silence with our eyes closed just to breathe it all in. We do that a lot, dot, dot, dot. Don't judge us. It's called an ellipsis, by the way. I like dots. Magnum? Yes, Magnum. Eight grains... That's getting complex. Magnum. So, yeah, that's very complex. This is by far my favorite, my most favorite beer here. Most favoritist? My most favoritist. This is is wet. It's moist. It's. (laughs) (laughs) God, you make me seem like a drunk. Well, because you are. Self admitted. I don't get this drunk all the time, I promise. That drunk or this drunk? Only when I'm with these guys. <laughs> Which is once a week. This I'm is true. I'm going to call myself a liar. <laughs> so it's uh, dark, 
You know, it, it has a very similar appearance yeah, to the last one. I'm getting the same kind yeah. of copper highlights. I get the ruby highlights. They look identical. Yeah, I would. I would say they look identical. Yes. The uh, the head, however, is a different color. This That's one's what more. She said. Of, yeah, more of a beige head. Giggity. Mine doesn't have head. Giggity. It's more of like a brown <laughs> foam. <laughs> the aroma has a lot more of the toasted, roasty. Uh, yes, malts for sure. I get some like ground coffee notes on this one. Yeah, it's not like overtly so, but it's there. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna sound really stupid when I ask this, but I have to ask it. It's a milk sour, right? Well, yes. yes. Where's the milk? It's the lactose. That's what gives it the slickness, kind of so the sweetness, more Thank body. You. Yeah. Thank you. Lactose is not fermentable. I mean, I have brewed a milk stout before, but I never asked myself that question until now. <laughs> you don't know why you brewed a milk stout, but you brewed a milk stout. Well, it was a kit from Stubby. Fair enough. Because I'm not formulating my own recipes yet. Come on, man. That's fun. I, it is fun. I've never bought a kit. Once the gigs slow down, I will definitely start doing it. There you go. So this definitely has more body than the last one. Yes. So going from black IPA to milk stout slash imperial. Absolutely. Totally different body. It's like chocolate milk. Kind of, yeah. Compared to the That's IPA we just had. Very yeah. full bodied. I like this. I wouldn't say it's thick. It's not a ten fifty. Full bodied and malty. <laughs> oh my yes. god. Yes, Sawyer. It's full bodied and malty. <laughs> I like malt. <laughs> It does give you a full mouthfeel. <laughs> There's Kirk, by the way. <laughs> this, oh my gosh. That was quiet. It's getting, I, I'm getting a lot of coffee, a lot of roast. Do you get a lot of toast? There's there's slick. a little, yeah. It coats the tongue. Yeah, it's wow. very slick. There's a little bit of sweetness on the back end that's kind of makes me think. Lactose. Is it like milk, sugar, back end sweetness? No. Oh. Um, I get a touch of heat also. Really? Yeah. There's a little heat? bit of warmth to it. I completely disagree. I don't, I don't pick up too much heat on it. Okay. I get zero yeah, heat. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting any heat I'm on either. an island here. Yep. It's very smooth. It's sweet. It's... Yeah. I get more milk stout and less imperial. Me too. Which is scary. Which, would they say eight? Eight something for the percentage? Nine? I've already had a full glass of this. Is it nine? It's nine. I already feel it coming. I am not drinking at meeting. So milk stout would fall under sweet stout. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. No, this would be Imperial. No, I'm saying milk stout. Oh, sure, yeah. The base style. Which would be 4 to 6%. Yes. So at 9%, we're double. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're talking an Imperial sweet stout, which this is totally that. This is a lot sweeter, though, than the, uh, the Temptress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same mouthfeel, but a lot sweeter. I think a lot more of the milk stout, sweet stout character is in here, and then they just up the ABV. This is good. I like this. Oh, yeah. Very drinkable. It's very smooth. Tastes fantastic. It's tremendous. I would not think this was an 8 or 
alcohol oh, beer. Oh, no way. I would See, I would peg this as like a mid-six. Now, here's the real question, okay? Here's the real question. Would you think that this is better than Temptress? That's like apples and oranges. No, 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 no it's the same not. style. It's the same exact style. Imperial Milk Stout. Okay, so... Man. That's that's fair, but when I think Temptress, I think all the different iterations of it. Okay, I want you to think regular, Just regular Temptress, regular milk stout Temptress. Yeah, that that is hands down my favorite stout. Yeah, me too. And it and it's really hard to beat that one. Um, this is really close for me though. It's it's a good it's, it's a really good sweet. Good. Yeah, I think for me, I think if I don't have Temptress on nitro, then I don't want it. Okay, this one I will drink the way it is. Okay. For me, this beats Temptress all day long, and I play at a bar every Thursday night that has Temptress. And all they serve is Lakewood beers. We're on tap. <laughs> on tap. I have, I've had them already there before. All I'm going to say is this is fantastic the way it is. I will only drink Temptress at a bar and yeah. pay bar prices if it's on Nitro. Yeah, which is not on Nitro. The no, it's club. not. No. I'll say that I'll save my, uh, my opinion until I can have them side by side. That's fair. Truth. I think everyone here is drunk. What? Was, this might be my favorite thing from them. Feedback in that one. I think everybody in here is drunk. Yeah, uh, some of the background. Uh, I might have been humming. All right, poundability on this one. Ooh, poundability at ten. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's going to be higher than the other ones. This is seven. Really? Yeah. yeah. No way. It's I'm, way too big. No, I have to agree no, no, with no, no, seven. No. I think seven no, is a really good one. If you're pounding them at a seven, you're not going to be pounding them for very long. Five is pushing it for me. Yeah. I'm thinking like four and a half. Yeah, I'm right with you. Four and a half, five, somewhere in there. There's, there's a lot going on there. I'm not even talking about alcohol. I'm talking about flavor. But it's there's smooth. A lot. Flavor, flavor. It's smooth yeah. and it goes down smooth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we got one more. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what is it? I have to burp to make room. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Do we have anything on this one? This was the secret one that we had last week. No, it's not. I thought it was. The first slipper was a secret one. No. Yes. No. I wouldn't have ordered it. No. This is called the... Um... Crap. Come on, let it out. Bad name All for right. He feels better. Here <laughs> yeah. we go. This is the Amped Fusion, everyone. Amped Fusion, yes. Which this is, is the coffee. Imperial Coffee yes. Stout. This is what we had. This was the secret beer, yes. not first slipper. I, just, I tasted something different then. So this one no, is full when you, of... When you taste this, you will recognize it. This is what Macy was drinking during the interview, and it's it's the cold brew infused Imperial Stout. Infused? It, yes. <laughs> Where did this beer come BJC from? BJC. No, no, no. I'm going to drink it. Should you? No, but... Okay, well, I'm driving. Okay. Because I rode here with you. Anyway. You can honk my so horn. <laughs> no, this you is Amped Fusion. Yeah. So it's their first release of it, even though we tried it, but it was a uh, was secret test. All right. Secret test. This smells like Starbucks. So it's an imperial stout with yes. coffee infused to yes. it. Yes. All right. So Straight dark black... Up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the first brown. taste is with your eyes. Right. <laughs> when you get done looking at it, I have a, a <laughs> slight story. So my brother, hey, Mike, hold on. You so, said when we get done. No, this has to do with the beer. Oh my god. 
So my brother and I went down to. No, no, no. I promise. This this next week, <laughs> my brother and I went down to Waxahachie to for him. Waxahachie. Waxahachie. Wax your hatchie. <laughs> Uh, we went down there to look at a drum set for him to buy, all right? And while we were down there, we went to Starbucks, okay? See, this ties in. And he's like, have you ever tried a cold a cold brew before? I was like, no, I have never tried it. I tried it, and it smells like this. It smells like this beer right now. No, no, that's not irrelevant. That's <laughs> Spot on. So it's very dark, <coughs> opaque. Actually, looks very similar to the last two. I'm still getting the same uh, dark copper highlights when you hold it up to the light. But I other than that, this. it's opaque. I remember this now. Yeah, this is what yep. we had, not Crap. the first slipper. The I aroma is. Tried to tell you. I like a, the first slipper. Uh, a 2 a.m. trip to Denny's. It's very coffee. Denny's? No, Waffle House. Yeah, Waffle House. Yeah, Denny's would work. I mean, Waffle House, too. But, like, if you're at a 2 a.m. visit to an overnight establishment that has coffee, yes. Then you're thinking coffee. You're thinking just, oh. That's what I get when I smell this. Absolutely. So, I guess Sawyer's Starbucks comment was relevant. Thank you. I mean, it was just a story. God, I don't smell anything other than coffee. Me neither. I get a little bit of, like, sweet chocolate. Like, maybe Starbucks mocha. There's some chocolate in there. <laughs> Have yeah. you ever had a cold brew from Starbucks? No. You should try it. No. It would taste exactly and smell exactly like this. No. So do they charge extra for the refrigeration? No, it's actually cheaper than anything they have on the menu, and it's actually less calories, too. Less... We're talking about Kaffa, coffee here, right? Coffee. Kaffa. Kaffa. I'm telling you, five calories. It's kind of like Kaffa, but different. This many. Jimmy Kaffa. This many. This is fantastic. It's black. Okay, so, Travis. Yes, it is. You remember way back in the day when we first started drinking, anytime we had anything that was stout or porter or anything, it was like, oh, it tastes like coffee. Ugh. Yeah. This tastes like coffee, and it's fantastic. Legitimately so, yeah. Yes, this is like not your what false I drank. comments in 2009. No, this is what I drank this morning. We're in 2017, and it's alcoholic coffee. I could drink this at work. I could I drink this back. all day. When he first started drinking dark beers, it was uh, 2007. So ten years about later, about ten years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, because it would have been in the uh, our first apartment. Yep, yep. In our uh, dorm room, we were drinking Shiner Light Blonde. <laughs> yeah. That tells you anything. Craig Jones. was celebrating his fiftieth birthday <laughs> ten years ago. So I mean, he, he's just <laughs> thinking back on it. The fiftieth no. birthday of my beard. Oh. No. <laughs> That's why he understood the burnt hair comment earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Flat ever iron on the beard? Yeah, I was about to say, have you ever burnt your beard? Uh, almost. Now, okay, so our friend of ours, his name is Fratto. He likes cat hair and dog hair in his beer. Do you like beard hair in your beer? I've probably eaten enough beard hair to say yes, but I'm going to say no. Fair enough. So then it's beer hair. Beer hair? Yeah. Oh, At I least like it that. was grown on my own body. True. <laughs> 
true. I'm more okay with that than cat and That's dog. That's probably hair. more sterile. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, I'll <laughs> well, wash it once a once a year if I need to or not. It's been through a boil. <laughs> so before we move on, let's do poundability real quick. Okay. This, like I, like we say a lot of the time, this beer is fantastic. I love it. Probably sitting at like a four or a five. Oh no! Poundability. Oh no! There's just a lot of flavor going on there. It's six, it's four, six. No higher than four. No, it's, it's it's a big heavy beer. It's thick. It's see. Okay, you have to ask me when I'm sober. Like if this is the first beer I'm having, I'll say four. But this is not the first beer I've had tonight. I'm sorry. But it's so like thick and creamy that I don't know that I could pound it <laughs> as well. Exactly. That being said, I love the hell out of this. I'm going to say eight. Just because he likes something doesn't mean it's pounding. Yeah. Exactly. It. Thank you. That's what I've been saying all along. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, now that that's over. Fantastic. Craig is here, as we've said. Yes. And his big project that he started up uh, quite a while ago is... Homebrew for Heroes, and we have uh, interviewed him before. If you listen back to our Iron Mash episode, we did talk about it then. But Craig, I'm really interested to know if you have any uh, new projects or what's recent that's going on with your organization. Yeah, so what we've got going uh, is back in November we just had Operation Bravo. That's our uh, yep. our annual hero appreciation kind of give back day. And uh, we've been partnered up with Shannon Brewing now up in Keller for uh, two years. And um, basically what that is is, is homebrewers will enter samples into competition. Samples. Uh, that's right, samples. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of samples. <laughs> and it's a, it's, a, it's a sanctioned BJCP competition. But what's unlike any other BJCP competition is that they actually bring their, their, their kegs of that beer to uh, – Keller up to Shannon Brewing, um, and they they get the chance to serve heroes that day. Heroes get in free to the event, and um, if you're heroes being former military first, first responders, responders. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. so forth. Okay. Uh, so that they get in free for the for the day on the on the homebrew side, and uh, they get a bottle cap, and that's their token to vote for their favorite. So they go around and, and sample you know three or four ounce samples of everybody's beer, and they vote at the end of the at the end of their circuit for their favorite um, and and that's just a really great give back time uh, it's really unique because you get to actually shake their hand and talk to them and they, they spend some time in your booth and uh, you know guys are getting creative and decorating their booths like you know mash depots and whatnot uh, it's a lot of fun uh, we had some cigar rollers out there this year um, oh, wow. so it, it's, it's it's getting some uh, diversity to it um, but yeah it, as far as homebrew for heroes goes, we're we're kind of changing a little bit of the way we procure beer. Uh, we're gonna well, we've already worked it out with Blue Bonnet Brew Off uh, that we'll be uh, culling everything below a thirty uh, score, uh, and then we'll they're gonna give us the the excess bottles, everything above thirty, and we're gonna be able to make distributions to local military, local firefighters, whatever. Okay. And and we're talking oh, okay. thousands of bottles of beer here. Right. Wow. That we're not getting the, the below thirty infected, <laughs> right? And, and the way we're the the way we're taking advantage of that and staying within the guidelines that the that that as we interpret them uh, is that we're going to give a, a judging sheet in every box that we hand out, and so that 
the recipient then becomes a judge, and they can you know place check marks next to their favorite beers and oh, send wow. it back to us for feedback or whatever. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. That's really neat. Yeah, we really try to stay above the board for everything that we do. That's cool. Do you have any uh, organizations that you're currently sponsoring needing more submissions for? Uh, not currently, but if you'd like to adopt a unit, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> and you would go to what website to do that? HB4H, the number four, dot org. Fantastic. Totally something I could get behind. Definitely. I don't know anybody that wouldn't get behind something like that. Sure. You know what's but. funny? And, and I'm, I'm being completely candid here, and I'm nowhere near drunk. <laughs> Unlike Sawyer. Yeah, sorry. Is, is that everybody loves the idea of homebrew for heroes yeah but homebrewers are a bunch of cheap bastards and nobody wants to give up their beer he's right well the good the good beers which is the exact point i could see that that we had when the last conversation about uh blue bonnet the homebrew side of blue bonnet yes everybody brings their kegs of their crap beers to get rid of them because they want to save the good beers that they have at home. Yeah. Well, the way Blue Bonnet was previously set up was that the homebrew side of things was after the commercial side on the same night. So by yeah. the time everybody got to the homebrew side, everybody was it didn't matter. three sheets to the wind, and nobody right. knew a good beer from a bad beer. And that explains that crappy Randall beer that I had. You said Randall. <laughs> I did say Randall. <laughs> I saw my first Randall at Blue Bonnet last this past year. <laughs> was he cute? <laughs> That's where that drop came from. Yeah. Anyway. My foot's asleep. So what's the minimum amount of, I guess, bottles that you accept? So if we, if we got some really stingy homebrewers out there, what's the minimum number you'll accept for a project? Oh, we don't really have a, a minimum. Uh, we go by how many heroes are going to be adopted in that distribution okay. times 12. Every, every hero gets a variety 12-pack of homebrew. Okay. So if you adopt a firehouse, say there's you know 20 guys in there, you know whatever that is times 12. I don't know. I'm not doing the math right now. <laughs> but if you're doing a variety pack, then last Siri. That's uh, 240. 240 bottles. So okay. your five-gallon batch of homebrew makes roughly 50 bottles of beer. That's just a few guys brewing a single batch together. Right. Here's what I propose. Propose me a proposition. Why don't we all go in on this? I would like to do this. Okay. Let's all do this. Are you, are you all game for that? Yeah, yeah I'm down. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Cool. So we'll do a Brew Styles contribution. Awesome. That's oh, word. I will Thank hold you, you to that. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm, no, seriously. I, I even told Courtney that I wanted to do this for sure. So I, I would like to do this. So would it be all of us, all three of us brewing the same batch of beer? No, you, that's, that's the beauty of it. We want variety. Okay. Uh, and, and, and honestly, we, we want variety all the way from ciders to stouts to pale ales and everything. All right. And, and just as a disclaimer, I, yes, I know I'm drunk, but I re- <laughs> I'll remember this because I have brought it up when sober. <laughs> what? <laughs> My thoughts exactly. So I, I, I will do this. Sure. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where we had a brewery spotlight at Hot Fusion yes. Ale Works. Thank you, Hot Fusion. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. Join us next week when we talk about the sweet stout. Sweet. Sweet. Look at that!
Cheers until then.